Hey, good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, this morning. Uh, glad to have you, and uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, uh, we are continuing in this series called Armor, and uh, this particular week, uh, we're covering uh, footwear, if you will. Uh, I know for me growing up, uh, footwear was kind of one of those things that, like, you got made fun of if you had like the knockoff stuff or, you know, you were cool in school if you had, of course, what? Jordans. Everybody wanted Jordans. Um, my parents weren't springing for Jordans. I didn't have any Jordans. So I got made fun of. I had like the knockoffs and all that kind of stuff. And that's okay. We made it through, right? Uh, but, you know, I look back on why, why in the world did we want Jordans? Why was that such a craze? Why was that such a thing, you know? And uh, I remember Jordans, remember the, you remember the pumps, when the pump came out, you could pump up your shoes and all that stuff, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the reason that we all wanted Jordans, if you look back on that, uh, is because we were infatuated with Michael Jordan. Uh, we, we thought that if you had Jordans, you could fly. We thought you could jump higher. Uh, we thought you'd run faster, you know, all of the things that uh, Michael Jordan did in his basketball career. And that's what, that's what we wanted to do. Um, you know, oddly enough, uh, as Paul is running through this passage here and, and giving us these different pieces of armor uh, to put on uh, to deal with spiritual warfare and dealing with battle and being attacked and all of these things, um, you know, it, it seems a little it seems a little odd maybe when you get to the shoes thing, the boots thing, depending upon the uh, the uh, uh, translation that you're using. Uh, but really, when you when it comes down to it, I mean, you think about it, soldiers have to have uh, just the right footwear. You remember Forrest Gump, you know, and uh, Bubba's talking about it's you know the socks and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it is very important to take care of your feet, uh, and in no different uh, when you're in battle. I want to read back through the passage that we've been studying through, uh, and then we're going to add a verse this week, verse 15, uh, to just kind of be this reminder of what we're talking about. And go back over the, over the last couple of weeks, if, if you've missed uh, and haven't gotten to uh, listen to uh, the weeks before leading up to this, because this is all kind of building blocks on something, but hopefully each piece is also something very useful to you and uh, useful for the kingdom. Um, Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For you do, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God and you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, which we talked about both those last week. And in this week, verse 15, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. The readiness given by the gospel of peace. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. This is a this is a, an interesting verse for us. And and you know just at uh, just first glance, again, you know we've talked about some of the armor pieces, and uh, that Paul obviously had some experience with battle and being a Roman soldier at one point in time himself, and uh, was very familiar with all these things. But again, Paul probably not gleaning as much 
from that as he's talking about each of these things, as he is really from the book of Isaiah. Uh, Isaiah, over and over, he's going back to these different things that he uh, has seen that the Lord has spoken to him about in the book of Isaiah. And, and you see that, and, and in here, it's no different. Um, and, and, it because, and, I, and I think I'm grateful for that because it gives us it gives us somewhere to go with this. Because when you've got just a verse like this, like, what exactly is Paul getting at? Is Paul uh, talking about the readiness given uh, by the gospel for us just to do battle? Or uh, is he saying the readiness given by the gospel for us to spread it, to spread the good news of the gospel? And, uh, and really, uh, and I think I think it's important to know uh, that he is pulling from this other passage out of Isaiah, and the passage in Isaiah helps set this straight, uh, because it's in this other passage, Isaiah 52, 7, that is the only other place in Scripture where we see feet, good news, uh, good news gospel there, uh, and peace uh, in uh, scripture. It's the only other passage that we see all three of those things together, such as we see in this verse. And so it's it's very understood. Uh, scholars everywhere agree. This is Paul pointing to that passage. I want to read that passage to you because I think that passage helps set a pace for us as we're looking at what he's calling us to do uh, when it comes to the readiness given by the gospel. Um, so here we have Isaiah 52, verse 7. It says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who publish, publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. So here, and there's a whole lot to this, we don't have a ton of time uh, for, but I've gotten a study on it a good bit. Uh, and thanks to some guys like Tim Keller. And I, in fact, uh, he's written a little book called The Armor of God. That's uh, so not, it's a great little book if you want to get that and read that along as we're going through this. I highly recommend it. It's cheap too. Um, but, um, you know, this, this little passage right here really kind of helps set the pace for an understanding for us to see what's happening here. And, and in this passage, what you see is you see literally men calling out about the greatness of God, uh, bringing the good news. It, first of all, it talks about them actually taking the good news, bringing the good news, shouting, publish it, publishes, it says, publishes peace, uh, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, uh, who says to Zion, Zion talking about the city, uh, your God reigns. In other words, it's a this is a telling of how great God is uh, to all of these people. Uh, and I think that that's really important for us because I think that that helps us to understand part of what, what Paul is wanting us to glean from this, to get from this. Uh, as he says, verse we'll go back to Ephesians 6, verse 15, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. One thing that the gospel does for us is it gives us the understanding of something that God has done for us that is so great that we cannot keep it to ourselves. And I truly believe that the big piece of this part of uh, the armor of God for us is not just something that we take and then it protects us. Uh, that's part of it. I totally believe that's part of it. But the other part of that is that the that the act of it protecting us is the act of also at the same time us spreading the gospel. 
Go back to the to the passage again. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. The readiness given by the gospel of peace. You just hear that, and you hear that God is readying us for something. It's not just this is not just standing uh, commentary like what we're seeing with a lot of the other armor and what we've seen through this passage. Yes, it is to withstand and all of those things, and those things are still part of this. Uh, but there is a readiness on our part given to us by the gospel of peace. What is that? It is that we would share the gospel of peace. Um, and the gospel of peace, uh, you know, is one of those things that it it uh, plays played when the way we see it play out in the life of Christ is that He does the same thing. Uh, we see Jesus going to people over and over again and bringing them peace. Case in point, think about this with me for just a minute. Think about all the times that we see Christ in Scripture go to people uh, that were not people that uh, uh, the other the other Christians, they weren't called Christians yet at that time, the other people of God at that time uh, would go and see the woman at the well, tax collectors, uh, all of these different people. Uh, and what we see is we see Jesus over and over taking to them not just peace, but the gospel of peace. And, and the truth is, is we see Jesus making a point for us. Jesus is setting an example for us. And Paul, I think, is bringing this up. He's bringing up this whole gospel of peace, what Jesus did, what he laid out for us as an example. And what we see him do is we see him go and offer this gospel of peace for all who would believe, not just people of the same lifestyle, uh, but that there could be peace to all, to anyone who would believe in him. Um, I hope that this can be true for us as a people. Um, as I'm taping this right now, uh, I'm taping this before Sunday. Uh, and, uh, you know, the truth is, is like right now, of course, the big thing that's been going on this particular week has been the election. Um, I, I, we still don't know at this moment when I'm taping this for you on Sunday morning. Uh, by the way, thank you for, for watching and, and always keeping up with us if you can't be with us. Uh, but um, uh, the truth is, is we don't know who has won the election still. And so that being said, man, there's just so much, you know, going on. And I, I hear, I'm hearing people talk about being anxious and all of these things. And one of the things that uh, is always concerning to me as a pastor is that we would be a people, especially as our church, 24 Church, that we would be a church that people know that whoever you vote for, wherever you stand, whatever you look like, what, whatever's going on, that we love you and that we care for you. Uh, and that's, that's important. And, and that's what we see Jesus do. And you say, well, Chris, you know, sometimes you need to call people out. Well, I think I think Christians sometimes get that mixed up with like calling a brother out, a, a Christian brother or sister out who have come under that authority and said, Hey, yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a Christian, I'm a I'm a brother, sister in Christ, and you know, you have the authority to to you know poke me when you know I'm in sin and that kind of stuff. You know, we're we're not called. To be the world's judges and executioners. Uh, is there justice? Yes. Yes. Let there be justice. Absolutely. All those things. I'm for all of that. But we need to be careful. We need to be careful that we don't take it up as like our personal vendetta against the world uh, to tell everybody when they're wrong. Uh, we should be known as a people for what we are for, not what we are against. 
Uh, and we're for Jesus. We're for the gospel of peace. You say, well, Chris, people need to know. Let me, let me tell you what people need to know. People need to know Jesus. People need to know Jesus. And, uh, you know, and, and there are a lot of important things in this world, but there are none as important as the ability that we have to speak into the lives of other people the peace of the gospel. None. There are no other things more important between us and other people that we would be in a place in their lives where they would be willing to listen to us. If we're shouting from the rooftops all the things they're doing wrong, guess what they'll never do? They'll never listen to us. I don't want to be known for that. I want to be known for somebody who loves them. And then when they finally want to understand why, and they understand that I do believe differently about some things, but we're able to have peaceful conversations and uh, great relationships and that kind of thing, they're like, why Why is it so different? Hopefully, that gives us the opportunity, and it should give us the opportunity to say, well, it's because of Jesus. Uh, you know, and 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 just to go along with that, you know, is this passage from Romans 10. Uh, Romans 10 says this, verse 13, powerful passage, super great passage of scripture. It says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? They have to hear the God, the good news of the gospel from us. Where else are they going to hear it from? You know, I mean, they're supposed to hear it from us. That's what's supposed to happen. They're not supposed to hear about all the other things from us, you know. And it's fine to be known for something else and being an expert in your field or whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, I mean, how are they... You know, how are they supposed to know? And how are they, like it says, how are they to hear without someone preaching? Verse 15 goes on, it says, and how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. How beautiful are the what? The feet. The feet of those who preach the good news. You got to love that Paul uses the feet comparison here. And then we're talking about what we're talking about in the armor of God. You know, I just think for us, I think that the process of sharing the good news does something for us that we don't realize that it does for us. It's 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 a lot like prayer. When we pray, God, you know, obviously God loves for us to pray, loves for us to spend time with him. But do do we really change God or does he change us through that? He changes our hearts when we pray. And the same thing happens as we share the good news of the gospel. When we share the good news of the gospel, we are reminded of the good news of the gospel. And the good news of the gospel continues to change who we are, to, to, to marinate in us and make us stronger. It's, it's us putting on better, better footwear every single time we go out. And, and to be reminded that Jesus is our strength. Jesus is our peace. We we need that reminder. We need to be reminded that he's our strength, that he's our peace, because the truth is, is, is in this world, when our eyes aren't fixed on Jesus, uh, you know, they're fixed on ourselves. So they're fixed on other things that are here and now. 
And it's easy to get caught up into that. And it's easy to put our faith in that and put our trust in that. Uh, but Paul is, Paul is, is saying, don't, don't, don't fall into that. Remember, remember, remember verse 10, the very first verse in all of this in Ephesians 6. And what did it say again? Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. We want to have that strength. We want God to lead us, and we want God to use us for his kingdom to do great things. But the truth is, is I think there's a whole lot of people in this life that are going around and their feet are tired. I think their feet are shot, you know? And I, and I think it really comes down to the fact that maybe, maybe they've been trying to do it on their own without realizing it. You know, we do this from time to time, right? Where, you know, instead of leaning on the Lord and, and leaning into his strength, we lean into our own. And we become such about doing that we find ourselves burned out. Maybe you've been a part of a church before, maybe even this church before, where you got to a point where you feel burned out and then you end up kind of wanting to blame it on other people or whatever. I, we've all been there. Uh, but the truth is, is that we, you know, it's not, a, it's not about us. It's not about what we can do. It's about what God has done and are resting in him and being reminded of the gospel and in the process of us actually spreading the gospel, sharing Jesus with others, being Jesus, being that peace in the lives of other people, taking the gospel of peace to others reminds us of the gospel of peace and it rejuvenates us and it rejuvenates our feet to be able to go and do the work that we've been called to do. If we've been, if we've gotten to a point in our life where we are tired of serving the Lord, then when we go back to the gospel, we are reminded of we are reminded of God's goodness and of his grace. And the truth is, is that footwear is better than any Jordans. And uh, they remind us that God can overcome all things, and we get to join him in that. He overcomes all things in this world. And so as, as we're taking on these spiritual battles, these attacks, these things that are happening to us in this life that are constantly coming and going and all that kind of stuff, you know, we're able to be reminded of that, you know, we are protected by the Lord himself. And in turn, we can boldly go and speak of Jesus I have someone in my life right now, and I ask you to maybe even pray for me, and you can pray for him too, that I love dearly, and he uh, is not a believer. He doesn't know the Lord, and uh, I am purposefully spending time with him, and he's my friend. I, I dearly love him uh, and care for him and want the best for him, and therefore, I want him to know Jesus, um, and he believes about a lot of things differently than I do, but man, we've got a great friendship. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to learn from each other. Uh, and my hope is that over time, in the moments when I get to share pieces of the gospel, which I do get to do, um, and he would probably not be willing to hear most people share about some of that stuff, uh, he's been willing to do that with me because he knows I care. And because I, I don't come, you know, uh, you know, ready to beat him over the head with my Bible or whatever, he knows that I genuinely care. Uh, we need those types of relationships in our lives, and we need the Lord to lead us in those things. And we need to be reminded: we don't save anybody. The gospel of peace does. The work of Jesus does. 
The gospel of peace is this. It is the message of Jesus, God's love for us, that Jesus came and died for us. Tim Keller, in that book I mentioned earlier, says this. He says, God treated the innocent one as guilty so that he could treat us, the guilty ones, as innocent. Let me say that again. God treated the innocent one as guilty so that he could treat us, the guilty ones, as innocent. May we be reminded in the midst of all the things going on in our world right now that Jesus is king. Jesus is king. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll take a pair of those gospel Jordans if I can get a set. Thank you so much for spending this time with us this morning. Let's pray together. God, I pray that you would help us to be ambassadors of your grace and your peace in this world. That people that don't look like us, dress like us, act like us, believe like us, that they might know that we care and that we're the real deal. We don't just say it, but we come ready to share the gospel of peace with them. God, use us in the lives of those people that you have put in our lives. Uh, help us to see clearly those opportunities. Help us to know when to keep our mouths shut. Help us to know when to not make that post. Help us to be people and persons of peace for your kingdom, first and foremost in this world, as you've called us to. Lord, thank you for all you've done for us, but especially for sending your son to take the death that we deserve. Thank you for Jesus. We ask this in his name. Amen.